You're listening to the third season of the co-production podcast brought to you by Cineropa and Eurimage. I am Domenico, and in today's episode, we are discussing the co-production of The Store, directed by Amiro Schöld. And to speak about this collaboration between Sweden and Italy, I have the pleasure to welcome two of the main partners uh, on this project who are about to introduce themselves, starting with you, Amiro. You are representing Onoma Productions. You're a director, but you are going to tell us everything about this collective based in Sweden. So I'm Amigo. I am a director of the store and I'm also co-owner of the collective Onoma Productions. And Onoma is a group of directors, producers, artists that uh, were founded in 2018. So this is our first feature film that we uh, that we produced and co-produced from this collective. And this is we work in a way where we we shift roles. So. Uh, Hanna Högstedt, who is also a co-owner of the company. She's a cinematographer of this film. So we are doing different things, different parts in different um, productions. Okay. Thank you. Also with us today, Francesca, you are representing Indica Films in Italy. Yes, I'm Francesca Portalupi. I'm here on behalf of uh, Indica, uh, a company based in Italy in uh, Torino. Uh, the company has been funded in 2007 and we started with producing uh, uh, creative documentaries for the international market, meaning uh, we have also been looking for quality of the narrative, uh, even, even though we uh, at the beginning just worked in the documentary field. Starting from some years uh, ago, we started to uh, produce also feature film. And uh, with an eye always uh, on the European co-production uh, sector, European co-production market. And the store was one of uh, the first projects that we co-produced in this field. So the film uh, is already made. It has been premiered. It has also been released, I think, at least in Sweden. I think Italy is uh, the release is this week, uh, actually, or very soon. So maybe Amiru can still walk us through the story of the film without spoiling it uh, too much so that the audience has the will to go and watch it. This is a story about um, a group of employees working in a discount supermarket in Sweden. Uh, They are contracted on uh, zero-hour contracts and they are put under more and more pressure from the management And outside the store, a group of homeless people are building a camp, dumpster diving in the skip behind the store. And during the story, conflicts, but also relationships are evolving between those two groups. And it's like in the end, it it starts to blur a little bit who who is inside and who is outside and who is the most exposed in this story. Can you tell us a little bit how the, the, the idea started, how the project started, and at what stage um, did you feel the need to come in touch with co-producers abroad? Because I must say that a co-production between Italy and Sweden, it's not, um, it's not so common. Uh, it's not like the uh, usual partners that we are used to see uh, in our uh, audiovisual landscape. So I'm very curious about all that. 
the story, like my work with the story started actually a long time ago because uh, 20 years ago I worked myself in a discount supermarket. So I have the ideas and I have the story from that time, a long time back. And then I started to write the script in 2015 and have have had some time in Sweden where I developed it myself. And then actually it was, I have worked two times before with an Italian composer called Giorgio Giampa, who made the music for my previous films. So I wanted to work with him again. And then actually it was him and me started to talk about how can we find a way to collaborate more. And Giorgio worked with you at Indica a couple of times before, and you know each other. So it was Giorgio that introduced us to to each other. And I had, surprisingly enough, I, I mean, I had a couple of times before actually tried to work with Italy because I have stories that in somehow, I think they are both... Um, both international, but also international in a way that, I, I mean, I felt I felt a longing to work with Italy. And this was an opportunity to try that. And since I already had Giorgio as the compu- composer, it was a way to, to just try out. And when I met Indica, I felt that, okay, here we have some people that somehow have the same kind of spirit that that we have like some some kind of uh, some kind of uh, all both like political wish some kind of uh, wish to make change in the world this is something that i value very very much so it was really like the the meeting of the people in indica and georgia as a person that for me was crucial not so much we want to work with another com- with another country we want to work but it was really like indica we wanted to work with and Francesca, did you feel the same uh, also towards the, the resonance uh, of the topic and of the material uh, in the Italian society? Yeah, 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 sure. When uh, when Giorgio, the, the composer, presented us uh, the project and introduced us, uh, Emiro and uh, Lovisa, the actual uh, producer from Onoma, uh, at first, we fell in love uh, with, with the project because uh, it was so actual, so urgent, uh, and so universal. And and then we immediately feel that we could uh, work very well with the uh, with the other with the Swedish company. As uh, Emiro said, it's not so common to to have Swedish Italian uh, co-production. It's not easy to fund them. And um, but we succeeded because we we started from the from the beginning to see which is the which was and which is the the heart of the project. So the universality of the themes that we are telling through the through the story of uh, of the store. So um, the structure that we built since the beginning was very convincing, also for the funds that supported the, the project, starting from the. Um, National uh, Italian Fund, uh, the Ministry of Culture, that thanks to the Minority Fund uh, supported for, for first the uh, the project, and then we proceeded the we proceeded the the, the the process of uh, production in Italy thanks to the Regional Fund in the, in Piemonte and the and the tax credit, and then we could uh, succeed also in asking a European funds such as Eurimash. Uh, so, how much money did you did you receive from Urimage? 
we will receive uh, 300,000 that we split between the uh, the co-producers because the the idea was to support uh, uh, to to really support uh, the, the production and uh, and the need of the projects. Uh, so the the, the split uh, it's uh, of the of the grant didn't didn't follow the the share of co-production but uh, it did follow the need of the project meaning that uh, at that time we uh, we needed more money in Italy to support the shooting in Italy and so together with Yuri March we decided to do this way to split the to split the grant and uh, how how much is the total budget of the film it's a 2 million 400 more or less for a film that is quite specific because it has a live action part but it also has an animation part uh, Amiru, was it something that was really present uh, since the early stage of the project, like this idea of splitting uh, the techniques? I um, I did this uh, a couple of times before, uh, especially in my previous film, Grand Dancing on the Table. It's uh, in the same way; it's a mix of uh, stop motion and live action, and it's a way that I find very compelling to work. I I can develop the story in. I work a lot with um, both to have the raw, authentic feeling, but also to have the more surrealistic um, tale part of the story, which merges, and it merges very nicely with having the animation. And I also love working with animation in general, and to see the to have the live characters transform into puppets and what can happen with the characters when they are puppets and back into live characters and vice versa. So this is, this is a way that I, I love to work and it was there already from the very beginning. Is it something, because you have done it several times, that you also do hands-on or I guess you are working with a, a, a teams of uh, experts, of specialists of that technique, but is it also something that you are actually manipulating yourself? Because I've seen directors doing that, uh, especially with stop motion. I animate myself and this is actually a way to both I both build things and animate and for me it's a way of thinking like thinking with hands I can connect more deeply understand more about the characters and the story by doing the actual animations but of course I have animators and among others or not among others but the main animator is Massimo from uh, coming from Turin also coming to Sweden to do most of the animations. So would you say like the animation was uh, shot in Sweden and made in Sweden and uh, the live action part was uh, more um, uh, localized in Italy? Most of the live action is also shot in Sweden. Some uh, part is shot in Italy, but most is shot in Sweden. Animations are also made in Sweden, but with uh, Italian animators coming to Sweden, working in Sweden. It was also a solution because it was in the middle of pand the pandemic. We were doing all of this, so that's like a huge part of how the how the actual shooting went was because we were in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, would you say that the pandemic was the the major challenge on this project, or was it the financing, or was it uh, the actual materialization uh, of the story? What kind of challenges did you encounter during the process? Yes, the pandemic was, of course, a big challenge. But what we had to do was to divide the... Sh we were shooting over a long period of time. I think it was like actually more than a year from beginning to end uh, when we were doing the shooting. But 
in some days in a row. But the thing is, we were planning to do a little bit like that already before we knew anything about the pandemic because we wanted to have the seasons in the film and also we wanted, um, since since we're working a lot with improvisation, it's I needed to be able to improvise, to change things in the scenes and then in between also change things in the script because of what happened in the improvisation. It was a challenge to work like that. It was a challenge to convince financiers also that this is a way that we want to work and that it can be a good result of working like this and in a strange way it was like because of the pandemic we we had to do it in the way that we wanted to do francesca usually um producers that are skilled with uh, a documentary background such as uh, indica they are they are more at ease with improvisation uh, this is something that uh, is is familiar uh do you feel that this background was very helpful the documentary background was uh, very helpful especially on this project i think the documentary background always helps because you're more flexible or you can better understand the reality the reality and the environment you are working with and especially in this production uh, the, the way Emiro shot the film uh, was based on the fact that uh, all the um, all the locations uh, were uh, 360 degrees i mean that uh, everything could be in the frame so all the set was all around the, the actors uh, because of this uh, this need of, of improvisation. And uh, this was uh, an amazing thing that we and all our crew experienced uh, thanks to, to this project. And it was, uh, of course, a challenge, uh, difficult, uh, especially from some technicians that were complaining that they had to hide the lights uh, and hide uh, other props. But it was really, really brilliant, and I and I'm sure that uh, coming from the documentary sector helped uh, a lot in in managing this. And this specific way of shooting was it also for you the main challenge of the film, or did you encounter more obstacles maybe on the financing side? No, I think that uh, the what we succeeded to to do is to to find a way to explain the project to the Italian financiers and to explain that uh, uh, the co-production was not only based on financial reason, but on artistic reason. First of all, the involvement of Giorgio Giampa, the composer, was one of the starting point of the reflection. And and then starting from that, we, uh, we proved, we explained to our fund that we needed, that we wanted to real work together with or without uh, their money meaning that uh, it would have been possible to have part of the shooting uh, in Italy because of specific reason. We could involve this uh, young animation studio, studio in, uh, based in Torino called Ibrido with the lead animator that is Massimo Ottoni, a very brilliant uh, guy. And um, so starting from the beginning, it was clear to, to everybody that uh, this project was a, a cinematic and artistic project that needed to be built between Italy and uh, and Sweden. So in, I worked a long time ago on a on an hybrid project of part animation and, and part live action. And one of the challenges was uh, towards sales and, and um, festivals because the film is in both categories. And um, 
Uh, it was a long time ago, so I want to know now if things have evolved and if uh, you were both welcomed in the two type of uh, festival circuits, animation and live action, and also if it was easy for uh, international sales to uh, welcome the project and to find ways to, to, to sell it abroad. I think, from my perspective, I, I think that uh, we have been looking at uh, live at uh, festivals that work with mainly live films more than we have been. I don't think uh, we haven't like really targeted uh, targeted um, specific animation festivals in the same way because it's also maybe it's my prejudices, but I think that festivals that work with live can have both live and animation in a different way than maybe animation festivals because it's after all it's more. It's, it's a longer time in the film that is live action than animation. And what about uh, partners uh, partnering with uh, the films as a sales agent, right? An international sales agent. Uh, who is it? Fandango. Fandango that loved the project since the beginning. They came on board before the end of the project, before watching at the rough cut. Uh, they just liked the project uh, and uh, proposed themselves to be sales agent. And for them, it was never a challenge to to uh, position the film because of the animation involved. A challenge uh, that is uh, ongoing. <laughs> the film has already been it premiered at the BFI uh, in London, and then um, a little bit after that in in Rotterdam International Film Festival. So it had international uh, exposure uh, already. Uh, it was already released in, in Sweden, and it's about to be released in Italy. But are there other territories that have already distributed the film? Not yet. Fandango is working on that. Is uh, is proposing the film in the lineup in uh, in every market uh, and uh, festival. So they are taking care a lot of the film, but at the moment uh, nothing is secured. And um, what about your collaboration? Because uh, we, it's it's pretty rejoicing to see those two countries working together and coming up with such a non-typical uh, project. It's quite refreshing. Um, now the film is done. I know you are still selling it, but uh, are you already in talk for maybe uh, another project uh, where you could work together? I want to work with Italy again. I definitely want to. And if I, I mean, if that happens, it would of course be Indica that I come to. I feel I, I have been enjoying a lot the cooperation with both Indica but also Italy. It's it's interesting. I have to say that in Sweden, when we said that we wanted to work with Italy. Swedish people like funding um, institutions, they were a little bit, oh, are you sure? Because maybe it's like the experience is that the different cultures are a lot about like regulations and it's that it is hard between Sweden and Italy. And yes, we discovered that it can be hard just because it's different regulations, it's different rules in different ways. But as a person... I felt that it was really, I really enjoyed working with Italy because also I work with improvisation. I say that Swedes in general are not so good at improvisation because it's like Swedes are like, you're going to follow the rules and it's going to be planned a long time before. And I felt that with Italy, it, it, it was more open for improvisation in different ways. 
Yeah, that, that's true. For for us, for uh, for Indica, it's not a new thing the collaboration with Sweden because uh, before the store we pro- we co-produced uh, as minority a documentary uh, called uh, uh, Becoming Zlatan about uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and uh, we are now uh, collaborating with another Swedish uh, company for another for another project. So we love to. We are we are trying to. We are getting into the Swedish system. We know the funds. Uh, we we are starting to know in the rules, uh, and uh, and we, we like to, to work with Swedish people as well. It's already the end of uh, this uh, conversation. It's time to conclude it. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, feel free to subscribe to the Co-Production Podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, anywhere you could find a podcast. We are present there as well. Uh, I want to thank Creative Europe for supporting Cineropa over the years, and of course, Eurimage for making this uh, show possible, because all the projects we talk about here in the Co-Production Podcast are also supported by Eurimage. And of course, Amiru, Francesca, thank you very much. Uh, we are very grateful to have uh, you on the show today. To, it's good that you have accepted to be our guest. We are uh, looking forward. I haven't seen the film yet, but I will be catching it up as soon uh, as, I, as I can. And we can already recommend the store uh, to the listeners. If, the, if you are in Italy or in Sweden and you can already watch the film, please do. The film is going to be released in more countries, I hope, very soon. Thank you very much. Keep collaborating and making films for us to enjoy. Bye-bye.